Welcome to another edition of the Engineering Leadership Podcast, where we bring together successful C-suite executives to explore their stories at the intersection of leadership and engineering. We believe leaders are built, not born. And by nailing the constants, we can build strong, engineering-focused leaders who are prepared for future success. Each interview was led by Doug Hawk, chemical engineer, business executive, and the creator of Engineering Leadership. I'm Ben Fanning. Let's get started. Tony Mathis is the Chief Executive Officer with GE Edison Works and Military Systems Operation. Tony is an Air Force veteran officer with a flight test engineering background. He is over 25 years with General Electric and became the creator of the GE Edison Works business, and he chose courage as his topic. Here are three big ideas from today's episode. Number one, learning to feel comfortable in uncomfortable situations is an act of courage. Number two, you only grow when you go outside of your comfort zone. And then number three, being intelligent is not enough. First, you should understand the context of the business you're in and then use your intellect to help shape the company's vision. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Doug Hawk, a chemical engineering graduate from Clemson University and your host for Engineering Leadership. Uh, thank you for joining us today for another episode where we bring together successful Clemson C-suite alumni to explore their stories at the intersection of leadership and engineering. And we believe leaders are built, not born. And by nailing the constants, we can build strong engineering-focused leaders who are prepared for future success. Joining me today is Tony Mathis, Chief Executive Officer with GE Edison Works and Military Systems Operations. Given Tony's Air Force Air Force veteran officer and a flight test engineering background, plus his 25 years with GE to become the creator of GE Edison Works, courage seemed like the appropriate constant for Tony to talk to, about, to us about today. And uh, again, thanks for being here, Tony. Excited to chat with you and uh, to share your your wisdom and experience and uh, and uh, perspective great. on important topics. Great, great, Doug. I, I uh, great to be here, and I look forward to our discussion. Thank you. Well, we'll just start with, you know, our the engineering leadership mindset is that, you know, leadership is a, is a complex topic and often regarded as somewhat, uh, you know, mystical in many practice in many areas. And our job is to really break it down right into fundamentals and constants that that can be taught, that can be learned, that can be passed on, that can be, you know, a focus of mentorship. Um, and so, you know, courage is a really important one of those. Obviously, it's a, it's foundational to many of the other constants. Um, why do you think it's such an important leadership trait? Yeah, you know, you know, Doug, there's there's a lot packed into that question. <laughs> you know, um, and 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 I think, you know, in general, I think of probably a little bit different than the average uh, person. And 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 here's the way I think about uh, courage. Um, you know. As as I'm as I'm going through my day and running our and we're running the business, you know, I focus on, uh, you know, we aren't here to manage momentum. You know, I, I really coach my team. You know, what what matters is is something happening that's good that wouldn't have happened if we're not here. And and then and 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 so 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 then I tend that the focus on then leaning forward to then make those things happen 
um, you know, with this balance between risk and reward. And, and a lot of times we do, we have to take on things that we're not comfortable with. And, 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 and over time, I've, I've kind of figured out that, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable is, is really a muscle that you have to develop. And, and so getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, driving with a sense of purpose to kind of get some of this, 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 this uncomfortable stuff done, centered around principles uh, and making sure we do the right thing. Uh, whether it's for customers, for the team, for the for for the business, and to me, that's courage. It's not. It's not. You know, we're gonna just randomly take a big risk. It, to me, that's. This is about being thoughtful, and then making bets as we're running a business. But these are educated bets tied to all the things I just talked about. Understanding that. We're, we're, we're just not here to manage momentum. We are here trying to make things happen that, 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 that wouldn't happen otherwise. And, and I'm going to tell you, in a lot of cases, it takes an incredible, an incredible amount of courage, intestinal fortitude to really be willing to place those bats because, you know, you know in, in the, I'm in the jet engine business. You know, this isn't for the faint at heart, right? And so right. you really got to be thoughtful about what you go after, how you go after it, and, and understanding that that um, you know a lot of our customers' you know lives actually depend on what we do and how we do it. And I know I, I kind of packed a lot in there, Doug. But no, I think I think you made a great point in terms of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think you know that starts with with each of us as a leader, right, as an individual. But it's also I think very representative of what you have to do as a leader for the organization, right? Because the, that's just like we all, that's when you grow. That's when you're, yeah, you know, that's you're right. not in a, if you don't get out of your comfort zone, you don't learn. That's right. right? That's and right. I think representing the part of leadership is getting the whole organization to do that. You know, I've, I've often said the most dangerous statement, you know, you hear in an organization is well, we've always done it that way. Right. And that's, that's right. Like, and it takes courage both personally and then building that, that courage and comfort in your organization. To be uncomfortable and to get out of the traditional lane and not do it the way it's always been done, because that's how things get better. Absolutely, and and look, I I give the General Electric Company an incredible amount of credit. You know, in in the first uh, I'd say five or six years of my career, I bet I had seven or eight different jobs. Every time I was getting comfortable, I got another job, and I <laughs> and I was uncomfortable again. And then then I'd start to get comfortable. And then I get another job and, 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 and I'd be uncomfortable again. And I did that, you know, I mean, I didn't keep a job more than 10 to, to 16 months, you know, uh, in the first, you know, uh, you know, four or five years of my career. And, 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 and as uncomfortable as I was early in my career, by the time I got the biggest job, so the last three jobs, by far the biggest jobs of my career, way more comfortable than I've ever been because, it, you know, being a, being comfortable, being uncomfortable is just like any other muscle. The more you exercise it, the, 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 the better you get at it. And so I know a lot of times, you know, as we're going through our careers, we shy away from that, you know, thing that we don't know. When in fact, it's what you just said. I have grown the most in the jobs where I've been the most uncomfortable. 
And now that I am in the big jobs, I have an incredible base to deal with uh, in terms of making decisions and, and, uh, and, and breadth of experience because the, the company was thoughtful enough to really push me to be uncomfortable early in my career. That's great. And speaking of that base, I mean, you, you know, you're from a small town in Georgia. You made the jump to a big school like Clemson. I mean, were there specific moments and relationships um, at Clemson that helped you build that early base and, and gain some confidence and insights as a leader? Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I, um, I when, when I, when I came to Clemson, um, the first time it was actually sophomore year of my uh, of high school uh, mm-hmm. in a summer science and engineering program, you know, which which probably was one of the most pivotal things I've ever done in my life uh, because it really helped me understand that first of all I wanted to come to Clemson, but I made friends uh, in that camp that that really uh, you know actually uh, several of them I'm still friends of to this day. So over forty years of friends came out of that. But then coming to Clemson, you know, I, uh, I did a number of things that were pivotal. One, I, I was in, uh, I, I came to Clemson on an Air Force ROTC scholarship. So I was in ROTC. I really, this thing about leadership, you know, um, you know, it was a great start. I, I didn't, I, I, you know, I, I've grown a lot since then, but I, I got on my, I started my journey uh, uh, as a function of that. The other thing is, I was, I joined a fraternity and, and as much fun as we had, and we had a ton of fun in the, in the fraternity, you know, the, the thing that, that that fraternity taught me was this thing about being selfless and that this is about helping others, uh, helping each other, uh, uh, teamwork and the combination of of the friends, the friendship, the selfish acts I've seen, uh, both in the fraternity and as a part of, of ROTC at Clemson, you know, were just a great foundation, you know, uh, coming out of school as I, as I left and went into the Air Force, but very pivotal, uh, Doug, uh, in my leadership development. Yeah, I, I've often shared that, you know, with a number of folks about my Clemson experience that, uh, you know, joining, I was in a fraternity as well, and, and it was you know, we went through some rough times as a chapter and I ended up being a, what I call a turnaround president of the fraternity mm-hmm. and uh, having to deal with, you know, tough disciplinary issues. And that's right. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, pinched between administration and student development and the that's right. needs of your, of your members and brothers. Right. It was, uh, that's right. and as an, you know, and it was, um, it was really the first time, you know, I'm, I was a fairly shy kid and, yeah. uh, you know, and typical engineer, like I love yeah. the numbers and the, you know, the the things you can put your hands around and, and do something with, but, um, you know, very uncomfortable and shy in front of groups. That's right. I tell people to this day, you know, I still, I've probably given, I don't know, 2000 speeches full of, you know, small rooms to big, mm-hmm. big auditoriums and, oh, you know, have gotten proficient at it, but yeah. never will be right. totally comfortable with it. Right. right? That's right. right. But it started there on campus where I just thrown into the sort of, you know, chaos of that situation and having to find a way through it. Yeah. Um, and I do and, think, and Doug, you, you know, I think I think uh, a lot of times we don't realize that taking leadership roles in groups like fraternities and, 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 and other groups is a great non-threatening way to start 
on your leadership journey to really practice, you know, in a basically a non-threatening environment, but but a great experience. And you know, I'm I'm uh, I, I I've learned that you know if you can get people that don't work for you to do stuff, that's when you're a leader. I mean, telling somebody who works directly for you to do something that's management. You know, getting yeah. people to do like in a fraternity, getting yeah. people to follow, and and like you're, you're just like you. I I've been the president of, of our um, of our, our fraternity. I've, I've even as a graduate, I've, I've participated. I, I still participate to this day. But a great way to to really test how really good you are at energizing a, a group, uh, you know, in a direction around a cause uh, or something. I, I just think it's a great opportunity. Sometimes I think we just miss, uh, uh, um, you know, as as we're as we're going through life, you know. Yeah, and I think that. Um... And I think it's, you know, the engineering curriculum is demanding, right? So a lot That's of right. folks, I think, get focused on that, rightly so. But I think the, you know, the campus balance. provides a ton of opportunities to, you know, small and big. But, you know, I think it's so important to, again, insert yourself into something that you've got some passion for and some excitement around and, and find some That's friendships and relationships. and But in ways that probably, you know, makes you uncomfortable. And the other thing I've found is, you know, when it comes to helping folks, giving back, supporting our communities, the other element of of it is you never have the time. Like, That's right. You never will. If you wait until you have the time, you'll never do it. <laughs> you'll never do it. Have to do, you know, but when someone needs help and you can make a difference, you, you have to yeah. give it, right? It's yeah. my personal rule. And I'll yeah. somehow make the time along the way, right? And I, yeah. uh, I agree. You know, just a reminder to young engineers that are focused on that you're getting through the curriculum or that first job where, you know, it can be very demanding and there's a lot of hours it's still important to do those other things. Yeah, that's right. Find ways to engage and, and, and support, you know, whether it's community or church or your cause, you know, pick one, but get that's engaged right. and, and make the time for it. Yeah. And one last comment on this topic, Doug, um, two things. One uh, is, is, you know, we, as, as busy as we are, we, t- we, we put our time on what we put a priority on. So, so if you put a, if you make it a priority to help others and participate in some of these civic and, and other groups, then you'll do it. Uh, and then, you know, the, um, uh, and, and in doing that again, I, I think it just creates um, just a, an incredible opportunity to continue to grow. So, okay. Right. One of the things, you know, we talked a little bit about mentorship and, and the opportunities to do that. I know it's been certainly one of the most rewarding aspects of my career is I tell folks when I, you know, I get to be a mentor now, but I had some great mentors along the way, you know, were there, how important was that in your development of finding those, those, those leaders to share some time with you early on? Yeah, no, it, it was pivotal. And, and, uh, it's just, uh, it is amazing, as I think back through my career, um, how how many people actually, on their own accord, uh, took made a concerted effort to help me. And 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 it's not just. I mean, there's there's just an incredible list of leaders that I've worked for that had taken a personal interest in me, not just when I was working for them, but even after uh, I worked for them. I've had individuals uh, that uh, just 
had invited me to come talk to him. I, I'll never forget it. There's a, you know, um, or within the first two years of coming to GE, there, one, one of my, one of the people I admired the most, he was a senior executive running a big uh, airplane program uh, that, you know, and I just, just thought this guy was just phenomenal African-American. Uh, and he invited me to his office. I, I mean, I didn't know him personally at all, but some kind of way he got my name. He took the time to invite me over. You know, I go in, I'm, I'm nervous as all get up and we just talked and he, you know, he just spent, he just wanted to get to know me. And, and he ended up being uh, my mentor until he retired. I know four or five years ago. And, and, and he, he, he took such a strong interest and, and there is, you know, as, as, as great a career as I've had at GE, I've had some bad days <laughs> and, 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 you know, Lloyd, his name was Lloyd. And on those bad days, having somebody, uh, Lloyd, that, that I knew and, and, and I trusted and who was willing to listen for the most part and then share uh, thoughts was just invaluable. And then he, and then, and then if something happened that didn't make sense uh, that I was doing, he more than willing to tell me. And, but having those people who, who take a vested interest in you uh, is just, uh, it's just amazing. And I'm like you, uh, Doug, uh, and, and you can ask my, 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 uh, my administrative assistants, I, I frustrate her to no end because I'm very busy. But if somebody asks to talk to me, I always say yes. We will we will find a way because I know that I wouldn't be here uh, without the support, coaching, mentoring, and 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 sponsorship. I mean, there are a few people who have put me in some some jobs that you know it 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 wasn't a slam. I mean, it, there was there was risk. They took risk on me, and 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 I've I've uh, I've always uh, appreciated it, and and I and and always put my my best foot for even even this job I'm in today, you know, a you know, big job, you know, not a shoe in that I was going to be here. Right. Well, and I think the other thing that I've found, Tony, is that um, I always get as much or more back out of those interactions. As That's I, right. Right. Like it's right. whether it's perspective experience, you know, just a shared experience with, with a with a different view. I didn't fully understand. Um, and I think just I mean, I tell I tell my kids, you know, most of the most of the best things that have happened to me have been when I was, you know, looking to help someone else, not when I was looking. That's right. To help That's right. No, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, one thing in my biggest fear, I mean, we run a, I run, I mean, our five, I run a five billion dollar business. My biggest fear is that I I get so far away from customers, so far away from product that we're now making decisions, big decisions about running the business, totally disconnected from the real world. And by ha- a lot of these relationships uh, and, and, uh, and discussions, to your point, are you, know, you, you can extract incredible insights on what's really going on with the business, what the team really is thinking, and not just my team, but other teams across the business, uh, because we're here, to, we're here to do what's in the best interest of the total company, not just my my particular part of business, I, I think is what you just said is, is spot on. And, and it, it's, uh, it's invaluable to us as leaders also. Well, tell us a little bit about, you know, you've been with GE a long time and then now you've, you know, where, what were the key insights to creating this new business unit? I mean, tell us a little bit about it. I mean, Edison yeah. work, like just yeah. 
the courage it took to do that and and sort of and the engagement we've talked about to sort of see the insights and the perspectives that you know catalyze that yeah well so so look you know i i run i run the uh believe it or not i run the largest military jet engine business in the world it's you know i i pinch myself every day Doug. <laughs> you know it's it's uh uh, so it's, cool. it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. And, and, uh, and when I came, you know, I've been in a job now four years. And, and when I got here, I, you know, we sat down as a leadership team and we kind of created a vision for where we we're tr- going to try to take the business. And, and, and the line I drew and my boss, you know, keeps trying to redraw it. But I drew a line that said, look, we believe we can grow this business at a 9% CAGR, you know, compounded annual growth rate for the next decade, which is, you know, that's a, a bold, audacious goal. And, and as a part of that, um, you know, there was, there was, um, there was a lot of things we had to go win, you know, and, 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 and the way I think about the business, shipping production engines today, you know, things we've wanted, Pat, the way I think about it, I get no credit for those. Ship, if I don't ship them, I get all the bad credit, but, <laughs> but I get no, now what I get credit for is, winning new things that grows this business over time. And so we have laid out, we laid out back in 2016, here's all the things we're going to go do. Now, one of the biggest things that had to be done was in the large combat space, that space, that part of the business is a classified business. Right now we have a very small classified business. And and I got to thinking about, you know, the magnitude of what we're going to do. And I'm like, if if I'm going to go try to defend this, program by program, very difficult. But if we create a business around it, create, you know, uh, you know, a, um, a brand, right? Uh, and so we took, what we've done is we've taken all the classified parts of the business, we put them together, we've created a brand, we've created, you know, this notion of, you know, uh, speed with innovation, you know, for going after growth, and, and 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 now we're developing new capabilities that that never existed in this business. It's exciting, um, but it was it was, you know, I I spent a lot of time debating corporate over this, right, Doug? You know, you know, everybody wasn't on board, you know. No. Uh, no. You know, and and last thing I say is, and and frankly, I don't know that I was actually winning the battle on on trying to get this thing created. Um, but you, you know how I got credibility, enough credibility to get it over the goal line? We, we won like two or three really big things. I, I want it. We, we want a, a $20 billion uh, next generation helicopter engine program. We won a next generation trainer engine program. And I can go down the list. So everything on that, on that, on that, uh, that, that, that uh, plot we laid out for everybody, we won. So we were now credible. The biggest thing left was this, and my boss said, "Tony, you name it, what you want, right?" Because we we had built we we built enough we taken enough risk we we those materialized into real real things that that uh, the business could could see. And so the biggest one now that we're we're trying to do, and this is this Edison Works thing, uh, they 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 had so much confidence in our team that they said, okay, Tony, you name it what you want. <laughs> Forget what corporate says. And, and, and here we go. And, and now um, we, we just at the end of the year moved 4,000 people aligned into this business. We, you know, wow. the, everything classified is now in our business. And, 
and we've got a whole new team. Uh, exciting, but you know, uncomfortable. <laughs> Doug, no, it's a great example. I mean, you know, that's 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 a. I mean, there couldn't be a better example of cur- the courage and leadership and in, in business that it takes to. You know, that's it's, you totally changed what had been what had been successful and yet always done a certain way and and that's right to pursue it completely differently and 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 obviously you know having the courage to confront that you know disbelief in many in many corners right and yeah. doubt concerns and and um you know any advice for you know particularly those earlier in the career when they confront you know i wouldn't necessarily call it adversity but you know sort yeah. of I mean, it can range from disagreements to, you know, yeah. you know, outward. it can be adversity. It can be, uh, you know, it can be tough at times. I mean, you got to take the blow, right? To advance yeah. It. yeah. Here's, here's the advice I would give, especially for people earlier in their career. Um, we hire you because you're very intelligent. Now, what I see is a lot of time is, is very intelligent people waiting for us to tell them what to do. Well, that's not what we hire. You know, what I would suggest is you go understand context. What is this business? What are we trying to do as a business? What are we trying to do for customers? What are we trying to do for product? And then now take all that interlock, which is why we hire you with the context. And then you come and help us shape the dialogue. Help us decide where to take the risk. Help us be bold, and you know, and that to me, if it, it, you know, knowing what I know now, and if I were starting coming out of college, that's where I would start. I would start with understanding what the team is trying to get done, and making sure I am using my intellect to to do that. And and look, Doug, you know, uh, I, uh, I I I remember once. Uh, big job. Uh, I went to work for uh, a, a guy, and uh, I think he's one of the best commercial leaders in this business. But when I went to work for him initially, he would call me and go, Tony, do this. And I'm in a big job every day telling me what to do. It drove me crazy. And and but then, so so what I did was I I then every time I talked to him, I, I he'd tell him what to do, I'd go do it. And then then I always have something in my back pocket and say, oh, by the way, you know, here's something else that, that we should be doing. And then next time I talk, and here's something else. And oh, by the way, I get all that, but here's, and, and we, we, it took about three months, but we flipped the conversation from Tony, here's what you go do to, Hey, Tony, what's going on? You know, what should we be focusing on? And, but because I, I spent the time to understand the context of what my business and, and my, and my boss was trying to get done. And then I became part of the dialogue. I helped shape the dialogue, you know, and, and completely flipped it. And to me, Doug, that would be the just the little, I mean, it's not much, but that's the little piece of advice I would give somebody coming out. You're very smart. Use your, use your intellect, right? Yeah. And expand the horizon, right? Understand, that's right. understand your company's competitors, your, your that's right. You know, don't understand your supply chain you live within, you know, that whole ecosystem that, you know, influences and, and perhaps drives the a big part of the success or failure of the company. You know, I think engineers have a tendency, right, to say, hey, well, you know, that's not my job. I got, you know, it's right. got an important job. It's complicated. It's tough. I'm, I'm focused, right? And it's, and yeah. it's uh, 
And all that is necessary at those points in time, especially when you're in that individual contributor mode, right? To yeah. knock out the work. But again, I think taking those first steps towards leadership absolutely requires a view on the context and the environment and relationships and you know the, the, the general situation, right? The, the, the yeah. whole company's in, not, not even just your division or department or, or right. job, right? No, I, I think you're spot on. You know, I'll give you one more quick example. Individual, you know, you mentioned individual contributor. I was in a review, uh, I think it was last week. There was an individual contributor and he was, he, we were, you know, talking about the, the spirit's part of the business. And, and he was taking me through this innovative way that he wanted to restructure how we run the business. And it, and it, it was one of the most exciting things uh, I'd seen, and then, um, and then at the end of the at the end of the uh, presentation, you know, he said, and you know, I've been working this kind of in my spare time to figure this out, and then and then I said, well, tell me what resources you need because we are now going to resource this since you're not, you know, but but again, he understood what we were trying to get done put a great idea on the table and I am committed to make sure he gets the resources to make that happen. This is an individual contributor in this business. It's going to have a huge impact on where we go. Right. Yeah. Where was, you know, one of the things I always like to ask during these interviews, because I remember the moment for myself, which was, you know, frustrating and tearful and scary all in the same night. But you know, that was there a moment for you, in that switch from, you know, early on individual contributor to, Hey, I want to, I always want to be a great engineer, but now I want to try and get great at this leadership thing and, and do the work it takes to really, you know, make that switch. Was it a gradual thing or was it, just, you know, it was of course gradual progress, but the decision yeah. to me was a, was a moment yeah. in time, right? Yeah, no, it, you know, it, it really happened like within the first two years, I would say I came to GE you know, I hired in a GE into engineering uh, as a black belt. Uh, and, and at the time, GE was using the Six Sigma program as a leadership development program. And so in addition to working some very complex engineering projects, they, they, they were very conscious about uh, getting us visibility into the, 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 the engineering vice president, you know, the CEO of the business would come talk to us, the CFO. And I just got fascinated with these guys. I'm like, these guys are running this, what, you know, now $30 billion business. I just got, and I wanted to, as much as I was excited about, you know, what we were doing in terms of projects and things, I, um, I decided I want to get closer to the front end of the business. And, and I'll never forget. I went and talked, I told the engineering leaders, uh, 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 my, my boss, and, and they, they really liked me. I mean, I was, you know, again, I had only been in the company a year and a half. And, I, and I'll never forget, I had a conversation with, they, they had me have a, to talk to the, the HR leader for engineering. And, and he said, uh, you know, Tony, we, we really like you. We, and he told me, we believe you will be an executive in this company. And, but he says, if you leave engineering, all bets are off. That's what he told me, Doug. You know, I'm like a year and a half in the company. I left. I, they didn't help me find a job. I found my own job because I I, I had this glimpse and I, I just want to get on the other side of this thing and not just on the engineering side. 
and 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 then I've got lots of stories. Of, you know, it was hard to get out of engineering because uh, they weren't helping me. But eventually, I got I got out of engineering and and progressively found roles closer to closer to customers to run in a PNL to to, to run in products and and uh, it, but it was a tough it was a tough call. But I you know I did what I thought I had a passion for. I you know I went after. And, and, and frankly, I, I, you know, they offered me a promotion in engineering. I actually took a lateral to get out, right? And because right. I wanted to get closer to what I had a, I had a real, a real passion for. And, 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 but it was, you know, it was a risk, right? Yeah. Well, and the other, you know, that's a great, another great example of the courage it takes to progress things, right? And, and take those chances, risk reward balanced, but always, you know, with that balance in mind. And I think the other, you know, the other thing I'd try to, encourage and sort of get engineers exposed to is that, hey, building companies and building businesses is building, right? Still, your skills as an engineer, are That's not, right. they're not wasted. They're not, That's right. in fact, they're essential, right? And, and oh, right. having that mindset to be, I mean, think of the complexity of what you're trying to accomplish as, a, as you know, across the whole company, well beyond individual products or projects or, you know, production lines, right? I mean, but mastering that complexity, you know, that, Engineering is a great it is. basis for that, right? To break things down, be able to get them into, you know, keep breaking them down so you can understand them, build them back up, and then develop and build. And I tell folks, you know, they're like, why did you do, how'd you end up doing what you're doing? I said, why, well, you know, I am an engineer. I love to build stuff. Right. I just I just got fascinated with building companies instead of just building a project or a thing right. or a product. And, uh, and you know, and yeah. it does take leadership, but it's, it's still... You know, I think for those maybe listening who think, well, you know, that's not really engineering anymore. I say, no, it's just yeah. it's a different application of the skills that you've, you've taken so much time to learn. But thinking about them that way, I think, can help people, you know, lean into that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I run a $5 billion business. And, and but I, I and the, the thing I love about running a business is I get to do what you just said. I get to spend a fair amount of time with the engineers. In the technology, and matter of fact, I got to put in a plug. You know, we just ran for the first time um, a uh, an engine we've been working on for over a decade. I mean, it's and it's like I mean, it, it's a feeling like none other, right? And and so, but but I get to I get the to deal with the technology and 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 um, in terms of real products, in terms of the investment decisions, I get to deal with the team. I get to deal with customers. I get to deal with financials. I get to do a supply chain. I, I I love running business because you get to do it all, including the engineering, and 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 under you know and having an engineering degree is very helpful. Uh, you know, Doug, as you know, in, in running this business, and, and I and I I rely on it uh, every day. You know what I learned. Now I, I have an engineering degree as well in the MBA and. Uh, but uh, but the engineering degree is the foundation for for how I think, how I solve problems, how I uh, how I engage the team. Great. Yeah, I know we're running up on time, but I wanted to a couple more. The any books, resources, websites, no. curriculums that that were you know that you always want to pass on. You know. Change. Yeah. Look, I, I have I have uh, I have my favorite book. Um, it was. You know, I was running a Navy business up in Boston, and and I got to know this admiral in the Navy, 
and he and that Navy wanted to do something that they'd never done before. And and the Admiral told me, he said, Hey, Tony, you know, there's something that we want to do. We want to do it with the General Electric Company, but I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to talk to you about it until you read this book. Right. The book was The Speed of Trust by Stephen McCovey. So, so I read this book and, uh, and it fundamentally says that, you know, you know, without trust, you know, it's just, it's hard to do. It basically says it's hard to do business with people that you don't trust. And his point was, we're going to do this innovative thing with you guys because you, because we trust you. And he wanted me to make sure I understood it. We, and we, we put a, we put a, a construct in place for supporting the uh, Navy still in place today. You know, it's, it's in my business uh, now. Um, but my, and it was, it's one of my favorite books. I, I, uh, it was, it's been pivotal. It was pivotal to me and how I think about um, um, uh, doing deals. And I've done lots of deals. I, I, uh, I, I don't do deals as a result of reading that book and, and working with Admiral. I don't, I do no deals where we win and the other person lose because eventually they're going to figure it out. Eventually they're going to figure it out. And I, I just want it to be fair and reasonable for both of us. I think it's a great book. And, and, and then uh, just one other one is, uh, you know, I, I, the other thing, just in the interest of full disclosure, I've had lots of executive coaches. So, I, there's, you know, there's a lot of things I, I had to work on. Um, but one of them had me read this book called The Energy Bus. Yep. And it talks about, you know, uh, people on the team and the ones that add energy and the, and the types of people that, that can subtract energy. And, and to me, another Another pivotal uh, point in my career, uh, more on the on the team side. So, but customers and team, you know, uh, two big, very big deals for me. Awesome. Well, we appreciate those. And you know, on our way out, any any you know, what was the most important lesson as a leader, or any really you know final final bits of wisdom here for the crew? Yeah. Look, Doug. The, the most pivotal thing that ever happened to me in my career uh, happened, and this is not a good news story, by the way, uh, happened when I was in the Air Force. And, and I, went, I went to this, this course. It was called Squadron Officer School. And at Squadron Officer School, they measured everything. They measured how you did on tasks. They measured how fast you ran the mile and a half. They measured, you know, what how you did in the leadership exercise. Every, everything was measured. And, and uh I made A's on all the tests. I, I could run the mile and a half faster than anybody else in the squadron. Uh, I, I was, you know, we had these little funky little games. I, I, mean, I, I could score more points than the average Joe. And, 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 and at the end of the class, you know, they, they kind of rate everybody. And I'll never forget it. I sat down with squadron commander and, he, and, and there was like, yeah, on the left side was low, on the, on the right side was high. He put my ex in the middle. He he literally rated me average. The first time in my life I'd ever been rated. And I'm not an arrogant person, but I had, in my entire life, I had been above average on everything. And you know what he said to me? He said, Tony, sure, you could run the mile and a half faster than anybody else on in the squadron, but there were guys struggling just to make the minimum time and you didn't help them. And yeah, you could, you made A's on all the tasks. There are people that, you know, trying to get to a C 
and you didn't help them either. And he went down the last and, and sent that the most pivotal uh, leadership lesson I've, I've, I've ever had. Uh, my therapist says I'm over it. <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> but, but now, so as I'm running this business, it's not about Tony Mathis. It's not about the business. This is about the company. It's about the customers. It's about the team. You know, we, we want the tide to rise such that all the boats rise. We're not trying to, to do something for me or any other individual. And that, and that would be the last message I would say. This is about doing what's right for the enterprise, right? Make, you know, if you do something that makes everybody better versus just yourself, you're going to have a much bigger impact. And I've learned that and, and I preach it and I, and I, and I, it's a guiding principle for everything I do uh, in the business. Uh, and um, so my last. Awesome. My last. No, that's a great one to go out on. And it's so important. I mean, your leadership has to be about others, about your team, about your community. Yeah. Company, right. And it's, and it's a, uh, it's often about, you know, putting yourself last on the list, right. And making sure that, uh, you know, you can get everybody else there. And if you do that, look, there's plenty of rewards for all, right? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with us today and, and sharing your, your story and those great, great points of advice. And, uh, you know, can't thank you enough for trying to give back to the Clemson community and engineers everywhere. And uh, go Tigers. Uh, thanks, Doug, for, for the invitation. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, and go Tigers. Engineering Leadership is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping engineers enhance their leadership skills. You can download resources to accelerate your leadership skills by going to www.engineering-leadership.com.